0: You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
1: Hour number two of the program. Bottom of the hour, your chance to win Battle of Alberta tickets. Flames and Oilers tomorrow night down at the Dome. We want to hear your fun facts about Edmonton. If... Just fun. They may or may not be true, but we, we want to hear some fun facts. 960-960, name and location. At the top of the next hour, WWE Hall of Famer, Brett the Hitman Hart, will join us. But right now, on the Atlas Pizza guest hotline, Cam Moon, Oilers play-by-play voice for 630 Chad. Cam, good morning. How are you?
2: Good morning.
1: What's going on there today? Uh, I'm, I'm worried. I'm thinking about, uh, and we talked about it. Rats. Apparently, there's no rats <laughs> in Alberta. Cam, can you confirm or deny this? Because I'm a little skeptical.
0: Well,
2: I've I've never seen one, so I I, I don't know. I, Not even in your and,
3: your and, travels and to, Cam was in Red Deer for a while too. Twenty two years. Just a little while.
1: Like even even at Madison Square Garden, you never saw a rat. Well, I haven't seen any in Alberta. Oh,
3: okay.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Not once. No. Never. Yeah. No rats. I okay. keep telling George. No. All I'm right. Like, we don't do rats here, but bro. But do we know the story? Was there like a patron saint of like rats here in Alberta? That Like, like they used a, a flute and got them all out of the province? Like how did that happen?
2: I don't know. I think Megadeth wrote a story about it.
1: Okay. Megadeth. Isn't, there,
2: isn't there a Megadeth song? Symphony of Destruction okay. about the Pied Piper led the rats out. Yeah, I don't know.
1: Okay, that's that's pretty good. I'm on looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Cam, uh, I have yeah. to ask you: when Connor McDavid scores a hat trick, I know you have to get excited and it's awesome. But how much do fans in Edmonton take him for granted when he does something like that? And we're like, oh yeah, McDavid had a hat trick. But man, Jack Campbell was struggling again last <laughs> night in that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, he's the guy's unbelievable. That, that's what I mean. <laughs> Like he's so Great incredible, like, you take him for granted, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if
2: he gets taken for granted. I don't, I don't think it's it's to that uh, to that point. I really don't. I, he's the guys, I and mean, when he when he cranks it, and he looked at like last night, it looked that way from really early in the game. Like there was, you could just see it. There was there was something in his in his step and the way he was playing that he was probably gonna have a pretty good night and as it turns out he absolutely did. Uh when he gets going like that, I mean it was tough to stop. I and mean, he was uh he just made so, like so many incredible plays against four points on the night and uh, they needed because <laughs> that was a. b biz- I don't know if you guys watched the game, but it was uh it was bizarre. Hmm. It was a bit of a weird night.
3: A lot of power plays. Ten
1: power plays. The had seven. Yeah, that's just yeah. That that's not ideal. Um, do you get caught sometimes in awe of him? Then you're like, okay, I got I got to talk because I'm I'm the radio guy. Like I gotta I gotta <laughs> tell you what's happening because he does some things that are so jaw dropping. Sometimes you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that just happened.
2: What I've noticed is is you can't um, assume that if he has the puck in like a non-scoring position that you can't assume it's just going to stay in a non-scoring position. Like he can turn that into a scoring play really fast uh, before you before he even comprehend it. So you have to assume I've, I've noticed that um, no matter what, he can turn that into a, a scoring chance. So you don't want to get caught off guard a few times early on. Maybe I got caught off guard. Just thinking. Oh well, maybe he's just going to drive this wide and take it behind the net, or or he's up near the blue line, and and there's you know two defenders between him and the goal. So you know in your head you like you know that's not an uh, an imminent scoring opportunity, and then it is. So you you have to you have to keep that in mind.
3: It it's. It's intriguing to watch him play every time he moves around the ice. It's it's something new. It's something exciting. It's something fun. And they've got two of them up in Edmonton. The other guy is Leon Draisaitl. How much have you noticed maybe... like we, we know how much he had to change his style of play last year in the postseason because of his injury. He was basically a stationary player and an elite one at that. We saw him put up a ton of points against the Flames. How much did that help him become an even better player this year because now he knows that okay, I can do all this stationary. Obviously I can use my feet now, but I have that at my disposal too.
2: Yeah, last year in the playoffs, I mean that was that was incredibly special um to do what he did, uh, given the situation after he got hauled down in that L A series. Like mm-hmm. it's it's amazing he just kept playing and, and to put up the numbers that he did. I mean that's I don't know. I just, just thought it was it was crazy. Like, oh, I, I don't know how he did it. But, yeah, I mean, this year he's he's right back to, to where he was. He's, he's an elite passer. I mean, mm-hmm. this, this guy can just throw it on the tape, forehand, backhand, doesn't matter. He's uh, got the good one-timer. And it turned out that uh, that was really needed last night in the last minute because that, that landed up being the game winner. And he had had opportunities earlier in the game with – Similar type one timers that were either stopped by Alex Stalock or or missed the mark, mm. and and he found it you know late, which was good. It was his birthday yesterday. Turned twenty seven seasons. Uh, it was yeah. It was, he's he's uh, a you know he's a special player. Different you know different player, different mm-hmm. type of player than Connor McDavid, but also you mm-hmm. know incredibly um, incredibly good at, at what he does and that's you know, making those great passes and those one-timers off the side and and those two complement each other well although you know they haven't played you know they play together on the power play they haven't played together a lot you know so far this year
1: cam just when it comes to dry is he deceptively faster than what he actually looks like because he I doesn't so. sometimes he doesn't look that fast on the ice but Guys still aren't catching him. Like he just because he's so wide, maybe is that what it is?
2: Yeah, and I think because it's a longer stride. Mm. Um, I think there's that deception that yeah, you're right. You know, you look, you think, oh, he's just you know going at a at a leisurely pace.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and you're right. Nobody catches him. No. Um, yeah, I think it's that longer stride. If he was taking shorter strides, uh, it would probably look. Would look faster, but yeah, his, his speed seems to be pretty good. This is going to be uh, this going to be some game tomorrow night. These these Battle of Albertas are fun, aren't they?
3: Oh man, they're the best! Our, it's it's going to be so much fun. We're very much looking forward to it. Um, I did want to ask you as well, just with Jay Woodcroft and these two, you know, nuclear weapons he's got on his roster. How often has he had to put them together this season? Because we've seen it in years past.
2: Yeah, uh, a little bit. It, it's happened a bit. Uh, early in the season, when the Oilers were chasing games because mm-hmm. they were chasing games, um, he has uh, has done that from time to time. But he did uh, Jay switched up the lines in the Pittsburgh game on Monday when uh, the Oilers were down three one and they were able to come back and win it. Uh, he kind of he, he he moved. Uh, the lines around. At one point, it was McDavid with Kane and Yamamoto, uh settled with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman. And he switched that around. McDavid was playing with Nugent Hopkins and Hyman, and then Dry with Kane and Yamamoto. And that seemed to spark something. Um, you know, because Sidle and McDavid do spend a lot of time together. You know, when they when they're on the power play, but that that sparks. And the third line's been playing quite well. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to. Um, mix that up at all because they've been quite effective. Uh, Ryan McLeod, Warren Fogle, Yesupul It's resulted in some goals, but it has certainly resulted in a lot of play in the opposition end. Um, but yeah, that's they've been. So that, that and more than anything, I think that that little switch on Monday uh, in the Pittsburgh game seemed to seemed to to spark something and. Um, they all started going in a pretty good uh, direction, and then Dylan Holloway came back into the lineup uh, last night. So he got back, and he got hurt in that game against Buffalo. So, and they were at one; po- they were going with eleven and seven for a few games, but with Holloway back, they were back to twelve and six. Mm-hmm.
3: What is the rationale with R and H moving up to play in the top six on the wing and McLeod being that third line center? Because I look at both these guys and I think they're both good options to be the third line centermen. Um, both have the speed and the skill to play in the top six as well. So how did it end up that R and H has moved up and we've seen McLeod be the third line center?
2: Well, I think it's a couple of things. I, I think it's you know, one, I think Ryan McLeod is you know, somebody very early in his NHL career, I think he's like 89 games in. But I think he's earned um, the opportunity to, to center that line with, because of his play and because the team needed you know a little spark there because, again, early in the season they were chasing some games uh, that uh, Nugent Hopkins moved up to the top six to help infuse some offense into that top six. And it's absolutely done that. Um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has had a a wonderful start to the season, and I think because of McLeod's play early on this year, because he's just it just looks like he's making that next step in his development. Like he's he's you know got to the to the point where he can do this um, because he's you know continued to work at his craft and and continues to uh, you know improve that uh, you're confident in having him center the third line. He's done very well. And also, because you want that, that extra offense in the top six, Zealand Hopkins, who can play center or play the wing, but he's, he's playing the wing right now, although he's taken you know, quite a few draws in, in the last few games. Uh, you know, that's, so it's worked out pretty good. It, it's nice to have, I, I think, to have that, um, the versatility uh, of those players, that you can move that around a little.
1: Cam Moon is the voice of the Oilers on 6:30. Ched in Edmonton joining us here on the Atlas Pizza Guest Hotline. Big Show, Russick, and Rose. Sports at 9:60. The Fan. How's Evander Kane playing so far this season?
2: Well, it looked like a little, a um, little slow out of the gate, mm. and then um, and then has picked it up here in the, in the last few games. Uh, he, he's got, you know, he's got that strength and and that willingness. To, to go to the front of the net. So it just, um, I don't know if it just wasn't clicking for him early or what, um, but it's it's certainly come on here lately. So a good sign. Um, he, along with a lot of players in yesterday's game, we're, we're certainly spending a lot of time to going towards the penalty box. That um, was well, a weird game. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that, but um I know he was getting frustrated by it all. Uh, hmm. A lot of people were, <laughs> whether whether you're on the Oilers side or whether you're on the Chicago side, because that was uh, it was different. It was different, that's for sure. But he, I, I think he's playing really well right now.
1: Do you expect maybe something between him and Cadre tomorrow night? Oh,
2: who knows? I, I think the game will dictate that. I don't think that's hmm. something that's. Um, you know, predetermined in any way. So if the game doesn't dictate it, then no, but you know, if somebody's battling for position somewhere and, and it it tends to escalate at times. And if it does, well, it does. But I mean, those, those days of, of, uh, you know, Dave Brown and and Stu Grimson and, and all that stuff in, in the battle of Alberta, I think those are long gone.
3: How is the temperature on the blue line with this group right now?
2: Well, um, it's been, you know, it's been, I, I don't know how to describe it because at times it's been 11-7 and 7 and it's been spread out. Mm-hmm. I think Marcus Niemalainen has come in and, and played pretty well. But, you know, you just, you look at it and, uh, you know, there's been some games where they've given up a lot of goals. I'm, I'm not hanging that on. I'm hanging out on 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 everybody. Quite honestly, that's I'm not hanging that on just defense. I'm not hanging that on goaltenders or just forwards. I think that's you know, spread that out amongst the team. Um, in some games where they've they've given up more than they would have liked, but uh, I, I think it's it's continued to evolve. And and I, I look at um, you know the the top pairing. Well, and and when they're seven, sometimes. There aren't really pairings um, because it moves around,
4: mm-hmm.
2: uh, but Darnell Ness and and Cody Seussi, I think, has played uh, they played quite well. Um, Tyson Barry has been you know incredibly effective on the power play and continues to. And and Evan Bouchard sees a little time on that power play, but um, not as much as Tyson Barry. But Berry's a big part of that that power play, and it's been good. Um, and they went um, three for seven last night, so they you know continue to to put up pretty good numbers. So. Yeah, and Brett Kulak is a guy that you know when he came over last year in that deal with uh, with Montreal, I was like, oh, good, you know, Brett Kulak will come in and 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 maybe my expectation level wasn't um, wasn't high. I just you know, thought he'd come in and and be a you know good serviceable defenseman, and he's been all of that and 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 more. Like quite honestly, he's so and great to have him come back this year. So you know, certainly there's. You're going to have ups and downs over the course of the year. You absolutely are. Um, and and for the Oilers, I mean, the big test is is a team like Calgary, like they they weren't ready out of the gate the last time they played them, and they chased that game and they got it to four three and we had a wonderful finish and and the Flames won it and they deserved to win it, uh, but they're a good test because that's uh that's a you know upper echelon NHL team you guys got you guys have over there so. I, I think this is this is good for the Oilers right now to see where they're at because they, the, in the first game um, they weren't ready for it, and the Flames went and took it. And the Oilers had you know, a couple of wins here on on the road. I thought they played really well in St. Louis on uh, Wednesday. Last night's game was up and down and really bizarre, but you know they found a way to win it. Um, but it was. It was just it was a penalty fast, so it was you were always on, on the power play or penalty kill. You're rarely playing five on five, but yeah, I think it'll be a good, it'll be a good test for this this team on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Um, Cam, I know when your 23 year old backup goaltender looks fantastic, uh, any organization would take that. And wow, that that's great that we can put our backup in there and give us great minutes. But is there a chance that? uh there might be this could get really messy in the Edmonton crease if Campbell continues to struggle and Stuart Skinner continues to be incredible like he has been for the season so far. And I know it's weird to say because they gave Jack Campbell all that money, but is there a chance it could get messy in the crease in Edmonton because this kid's playing so well?
2: Well, I, I but I, I, if you just look at the numbers and go, you know, Campbell's, Jack Campbell's goals against, it's 389, is, is there a save percentage, it's, is under 900. You could say he's struggled, but I, I'm watching every minute and, and I am hypersensitive to goaltenders, but I I wouldn't say that's the case. He's played really well in some games where the team has been incredibly loose defensively. If that's the way I can put it
4: Mm.
2: and has made big saves at big times. Um, Uh, and I think last night the the only the only goal I think he'd like to have back was the breakaway because it went under his pad. But the other goals, I mean those those were goals. They they were legitimate goals. Uh, so I, I I can't you know I can't hang that on him. Even though at the end of the night you look at it and he's he's given up five. Uh, the 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 Pittsburgh games, you know another. You know, one of those ones where, where the Penguins made some plays and, and they scored on the power play early, and but the Oilers come back and, and they score some goals. So do I think it'll... No, I don't think it get messy at all. I mean, if a guy's playing well, hmm. he should play. And, and Stuart Skinner is, is emerging as an NHL goaltender, and I think he's, he's going to earn starts. And if he plays well, then he should play. Like, whatever. Even coaches don't care what the... What the contracts are, right. they just want guys that can help them win. And and if Stuart Skinner can give the Oilers the best chance to win, then then he's going to play. And if he plays well, he deserves to earn more ice time. It's no different in in Calgary. If if Dan Vladar's having some some incredible nights, I thought he played really well against uh, the Oilers in that that first game. Then he deserves to to get more ice time. I know the other other guys got the big contract, but but so what. What? I mean, Bill, I, I, I don't think there's any potential for controversy. I mean, some fans might think it's controversy, but yeah. within the, the confines of, of the team, I don't think there would be any. But Stuart Skinner's is going to be a good goaltender, and he already is. But he's going to continue to improve, and he's going to continue to push for for time. And, and I mean, I, I think that's that's healthy. I think that's good. And, and quite honestly, I think, you know, for the most part, I know there's, there's probably been a few over the course of the start of the season to now uh, where Jack would say that's, you know, there's, there's a few you'd like to have back. But uh, overall, I think he's played quite well.
3: It's going to be fun to watch on Saturday. You coming down to hang out, call the game here?
2: I will be there, my friends. Uh, that's a national game, oh, so yes. Jack will do that one on the radio. But I'm there anyway. We're traveling into Calgary today. Well,
3: incredible. Well, hopefully we uh, we get to hang out when you come into the press box and all that jazz. Looking forward to see you, pal.
1: We'll have some popcorn together. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, that's that's beautiful. Bring some cereal. There you go, Cam Moon. <laughs> uh, the Oilers play by play voice for six thirty. Chad, Cam, great stuff. Enjoy the game tomorrow.
2: All right. Thanks, boys. See you and- later.
1: And Cam, New- and Cam Moon was brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner for takeout or delivery. Call 403-248-3344 or dine in at Atlas Pizza, 660 Memorial Drive, Northeast. You there better believe go. it. Um, should be fun tomorrow night. I'm sure it'll be electric at the Dome. lot of, um, it's just so much more juice. Um, the Stampeders are playing tomorrow night, too. Six o'clock start. Fan appreciation night. Yep. Fans
3: I just, can go on the field I after just the wish,
1: game. Would be fun. I just wish they would have maybe... flexed it that. to, like, two o'clock. Yeah, a little earlier start so that you can do the double header. You don't have to choose between the Flames game it's, or the Stampeders mm, game. Yeah, it's tough. Like, that's... And I'm sure I'm, the the, the three-letter network has something to do with that on how they want to show it.
3: Yep, I would assume so. But... And I have... I, I could do a whole show on how they schedule the CFL and, and how the three letter network basically calls the
1: shots and it's kind of
3: ridiculous, but we won't get into it.
1: No, but um yeah, it's unfortunate that fan appreciation night is gonna go head to head with uh number two of three Battle of Albertas this regular season. It's Very well
3: could be the last time that Bo Levi Mitchell takes snaps at quarterback at home if he gets into the game. Because all the playoff games are going to be on the road. BC, then Winnipeg, then Regina, if they happen to go all the way to the big dance. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Might yeah. be.
1: But who knows what the future holds for Bull Levi Mitchell, too. So.
3: Yeah. He's a free agent. They signed Jake Mayer to an extension in the season. So read into that way you will. Sure.
1: Um, we're going to open up the phone lines. 403 240 403-240-4444. 44, 44. Maybe put the delay on, Alex. Uh, yeah, we got to put the delay on for sure. But um, we're taking your phone calls and your text, 960 960 name and location. I'm going to give you some fun facts about Edmonton. Uh, Maddie's going to give you facts about the Oilers. And then we're going to hear your fun fact that may or may not be true about Edmonton. And the funnest fact, that's right, funnest, we'll win tickets to the Oilers and Flames tomorrow night down at the Dome. There's some good ones that are making me snicker on 960-960. Name and location, please. Uh, Your phone calls, your chance to win Flames tickets is next. And the top of the next hour, Brett the Hitman Hart. It's all straight ahead. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.
3: You're listening to the Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames. Sportsnet 960, the fan.
1: Halfway to the weekend. Well, for us, anyway. (laughs) It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. I am going to crush a nap today, Georgie. Like, maybe we're playing a little banged up today. Playing a little guilty. Uh, Because uh, I had a lot of fun last night at the 20th annual Pizza Pig Out. Raising money for a kid's sport. Eric Francis did another terrific job. He was in fine form. He was. Uh, I left... The the casino with Eric Francis this morning at 1 a.m. I don't know how you did that. Why? Do you know how many times I tried to leave?
3: I tried to leave a lot well, before I, had, I
1: eventually got out of there. I had a couple of gin and sodas mixed in, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There some, Maybe a couple at twice, a, two times at once, but that's fine. Yeah, you were having myself. Yeah, you spilled some on my shoes at one point. But it was, it's gin and soda. It pretty much cleans
3: itself. And I'm rocking these sweet waterproof kicks. That, yeah. Like my, my socks were fine. There
1: you go. Uh, you it could was... even suck the gin. Right... Never mind. Okay. I don't know why I got so strangely turned on by that. Whoa. um, At the top of the hour, Brett the Hitman Hart, WWE Hall of Famer, not one, but two-time WWE Hall of Famer. He's mm. going to join us. We'll get his take on the Calgary Flames. In the Battle of Alberta, and what the Battle of Alberta means to the hitman.
3: You might have seen him on the broadcast from the most recent game. He was hanging out. He was. Uh, they showed him getting a little tour from Derek Wills on the broadcast. I did see that. He was pointing out to the press bot. That's the Jumbotron. This is where I sit. This is where Peter Lombardia Here's sits. Where
1: flames shoot out of the scoreboard. This is the flames that go. These yep. are the, the players play down there. That type of stuff. Yeah. Um, but right now, your chance to win some flame tickets, 403 240 We've been taking the text messages all day. They've been fantastic. Uh, we want uh, fun fun facts about Edmonton that may or may not be true. Uh, 960-960, name and location. Well, well This is what we like, kind of like to do on this show because... Uh, if you're watching the game, if you're down at the dome during the commercial breaks, during the intermission, if you want to share fun facts about the team that the Flames are playing, yeah. I kind of like to give them to you.
3: Sure. Yeah. We love doing like this. Like we segment. did it on the
1: Penguins earlier uh, this week. And only some of the Penguins facts were jarring. But no, yeah. And we did it on the uh, the city of Buffalo. Yeah. We did that there too. Was, there was some. Yeah, that was fun. So uh-huh. uh, wanna, we're, we're going to dive into some fun facts. About Edmonton, sure. Uh, Maddie, did you know? Yeah, that the crime rate is twenty percent higher than Vancouver and over forty percent higher than Calgary in Edmonton. Really? Edmonton's reputation of being the homicide capital of Canada, though, it's a little exaggerated. Oh, crimes of social disorder seem to be the biggest threat. Oh, well, that's well, that's encouraging, right? Sure. Yeah.
3: Hmm. I got one. Okay. The Oilers have allowed power play goals against in eight straight games. The franchise record is 12, set back in 1981 and 82, but they're right on their way to writing themselves right in the history books. Mm. They just have to allow a power play goal in four more games. Okay. That's it. I think that's doable. I think they could do that. Penalty kill has been average at best. Did you know the Blackhawks were 2 for 10 on the power play yesterday? Like, who wants,
1: like who wants to watch that many power plays?
3: And the Oilers really? were 2 for 7?
1: Like, what's some of the ice times on some of the guys who don't play the penalty kill? Uh, oh, it was brutal. It was low. Um, how about
3: Buddy, who skated 2 minutes and 50 seconds, Devin Shore?
1: Yeah, Devin Shore could have wore his uh, sweater home because yeah. it wasn't wet because <laughs> yes. he didn't even play. Exactly. Uh, did you know that the Coliseum, an area off Yellowhead Trail, are notorious for drug-related crimes and just generally being dirty? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, we'll write that down.
3: Areas to avoid. Um, Did you know that the Oilers have scored five goals in four of their five wins this season? Hmm. In wins, they're averaging five goals per game. In losses, they're averaging well under two. So the key
1: to the Oilers winning is scoring a bushel of goals. Um, did you know that you don't want to be alone at night in downtown area, especially around Chinatown, which many consider being a ghetto-like area? Oh, really? I, I'm just reading facts just, about the city yeah, of Edmonton. Yeah,
3: okay, okay. I got
1: one more for you.
3: Okay, well, I got one more. I'll let me go first. Did you know the Oilers are 4-0 when Leon Dreisaitl scores? He's also got a goal in four of their five wins this season. Hmm. It's not a bad a fact. recipe
1: for success. Yeah.
3: Leon dry scoring and scoring at least five goals. Those are good things.
1: Uh, did you know that according to a 2014 study from the CBC, Edmonton is the worst city in Canada to be a woman. Women oh. lag behind in wages are more likely to be a victim of domestic violence. Oh, and political representation, not the best in Edmonton. So if you're a woman in Canada, you don't want to be living in the city of Edmonton.
3: Hmm. And that was from an actual study.
1: Yeah. All of these are true facts that I just <sighs> gave you about the city of Edmonton. But uh, t- just calm down about being the murder capital of Canada. It's more domestic violence. Yeah, it's not murder. It's, it's, but still, uh, it's not it's ideal. Different crime, In the George. city of Edmonton. Um, now, let's lighten things up a little
3: bit. Yeah, let's, that was a little heavy, frankly.
1: 403-240-4444. Um, your chance to win Flames Oilers tickets for tomorrow night. Give us a fun fact about Edmonton that may or may not be true. Let's get to the phone lines here. Um, let's start with, I think let's start with Trevor. Trevor. Uh, Trevor, good morning. Give me a fun fact about the city of Edmonton that may or may not be true.
0: Morning, boys. Morning. George, I just wanted to say that I loved yesterday how you have in Calgary fans troll Toronto. That was amazing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, pal. So, did you guys know that... Uh, in Edmonton, yeah. there used to be a tunnel downtown called the Rat Hole. Mm. And it was full of rats until the Saint McJesus came and chased all those rats out of Edmonton and they shut it down.
3: Oh okay, that's wow. a fun fact. That is a fun fact. Nice, so they Trevor, were hiding we're the in line. there. Yeah. Like a little secret civilization the under of the rats. city. Yeah. The tunnel of rats, then McDude came in, yeah, saved everybody, chased the rats into I'd assume Saskatchewan. Okay. Probably, probably yeah. not Vancouver. Maybe Manitoba. All the way? You think yeah. he really chased him oh. all the way across the prairies? Sure.
1: It's easy, right. it's easy to scurry across the flat prairies. <laughs> I easy just to think, scurry. I just think herding rats
3: is yeah. tough. Even if you skate like McDavid, like, right? Okay. I've never seen him run either. That's frankly, not bad. I don't know. What if Connor McDavid runs like he's got two left feet?
1: Like what if he runs like a dad? Yeah, like he's got like arms flailing all over the place. He puts his Nike monarchs on and he runs like a dad. Wouldn't that be great? Like he's the most beautiful skater you've ever seen in your life. And then he runs like a dad. Or like he runs where he doesn't move his arms and they're very still. (laughs) He does what if he ran like that? With the fists? It's like two giant salamis hanging at the side of his body. Like that's how he runs. Wouldn't that be great? No, he's probably an incredible athlete. Oh I you bet- watch that stuff from the 80s when they had like all the best athletes compete against one another? Yep. Wayne Gretzky destroyed everybody <laughs> in all those things. Wayne Gretzky ran like a puma or puma, whichever way you want to do Big it. Big puma. Yeah. Dub, dub, dub. Uh, your chance to win Oilers' Flames tickets, 960-960 uh, on the text line, too. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines here. Let's get to uh, Lori. Uh, Lori, good morning. Give us a fun fact about Edmonton that may or may not be true.
0: Well, years ago, okay. uh, the morning show used to bring on the fake steam Hermitage. and he used to say that uh, Edmonton people wore sweatpants with good shoes. I think okay. it went something like this. Edmonton, yeah. sweatpants, good shoes.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, that's not bad, Lori. Hang on the line. Um, I appreciate the effort of uh, doing the steam Ar- Armitage voice. Yeah, uh, One of the most legendary broadcasters this country has ever seen. Uh, We've had that a lot, sweatpants and dress shoes on the text line. Yes. Uh, Let me read you a quick one. Uh, This one's pretty good from Neil. Uh, Fun Edmonton fact, 90% of the cars have either patched in bumpers or cracked windshields. 37% have both. 22% of the population believes that having an oiler's flag clipped to your window actually counts as vehicle (laughs) registration or insurance. It's pretty good, Neil. (laughs) That's pretty good. So what if you have two? Are you double insured? Uh, You're fine, then. You're fine. You can just break laws. Much like at the blackjack table when the dealer shows an ace and they ask for your insurance, my line is always, I don't pay for it for my car. Why would I pay for it here? (laughs) And he goes, pardon? Yeah, and he's like, what? Uh, Let's get back to the phone lines here. Uh, 403-240-4444, your chance to win Flames Oilers tickets. Let's get to David. Uh, David, good morning. Give me your fun fact about Edmonton that may or may not be true.
5: George and Maddie, thank you, as always, for having me on. No I problem. really appreciate it. Happy Friday to both of you. Yes, I very I Friday to you. I have actually three unbelievable statistics about <laughs> Oilers fans. Okay. And they go this way. Okay. One-third of Oilers fans, going back to the 1980s, actually, are either in training today to be an NHL referee
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or
5: are actually refereeing in minor hockey based on their responses when their star players actually get touched on the ice mm-hmm. or even an opposing player skates by. Mm. Okay. The other third actually must be working in analytics departments for other hockey teams or may potentially for the Oilers based on the fact that most Oilers stars and players don't play one stitch of defense, and the stat of plus-minus actually doesn't really count for them. Okay. So that's my second fun fact. All right. My third fun fact is that uh, the other third of Oilers fans must be religious leaders, prophets, or preachers, based on the fact that they've named one of their star players Jesus. I think that's what it is something Mm. like Jesus or whatever. Okay. Mm. So they must be working in religion. Uh, And the last thing I'd say about that star player, based on the sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I believe he actually wears mom jeans.
1: Okay. Oh, hmm. all right, David. Uh, hold on the line. Um, it helps with the figure. Yeah. Uh, well, no, that's that's kind of a look now. Like the hiked up jeans now is a look. Yeah, it's definitely a look now. Uh, I I do know this. Uh, I'm not I'm not a overly religious person. Mm-hmm. I don't really know too much about the Bible, but I can confirm Jesus uh, is a religious figure. Yes, I can confirm. Yes, yeah, I, I can um, confirm that.
3: It's been a while since I've sat in mass, but, yeah, I've heard that.
1: Uh, It's the big show, Russkin Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Uh, Taking your phone calls, taking your text messages, 960-960. We're giving away Battle of Alberta tickets. you got to give us a fun fact about Edmonton that may or may not be true. The one that Neil gave, that's pretty good. I like Neil's. Brett from Calgary, uh, morning, boys. Fun fact for you. All the trees in Calgary lean slightly north. This is due to the fact that Edmonton sucks. (laughs) That one's short like it, and sweet. It sucks the, I like it. It sucks, yeah, it sucks air, you in. Yeah. so all the trees yeah, lean north. Yeah, it just north. sucks I everything. Like okay. I like it. I, um, I absolutely like that.
3: This was one of my favorites. Did you know that the toothbrush was invented in Edmonton? Oh. If it was
1: invented anywhere else,
3: it would have been called the teeth brush. <laughs>
1: That's pretty good. Because they have teeth. I one get tooth. it. That's yeah. not bad. Uh, let's get to Richard. Uh, Richard, good morning. Give me a fun Edmonton fact that may or may not be true for tickets.
0: I'll give you a couple. Okay. And you guys got to decide which one is the most true.
1: So mm, okay.
0: the the uh, phrase City of Champions has absolutely nothing to do with the Edmonton Oilers. This is the phrase that I think it used to be on the Welcome to Edmonton sign. Has absolutely nothing to do with the Oilers. And everything to do with a tornado that ripped through Edmonton in uh, 1987, Um, and the other fun fact is, did you know that Edmonton was the first city in Canada that had a restaurant place two melted pieces of cheese on both slices of bread for a sandwich in order to ensure that your sandwich bread did not get soggy?
3: Okay. Wow. Okay. Those are real
1: facts. Yeah, those are, thank you. Hold on the line there, Those didn't
3: sound made up at all. No. Um,
1: that was might have a fact check the tornado one. Yeah, I don't think that that's the case, but, um, we, we, we need to, I think, stick on the, the Neil side of things about, you got some, you got a good one there. Can you read it on the air? No, no.
3: Some of the best ones are, you can't put on the air. Like
1: we, it has to be radio friendly. Yeah. Uh, We also love when you call in, let's get to Jeff here. Um, Jeff, good morning. Give us a fun fact about Edmonton that may or may not be true. Hey, Jeff. Hello. Hi.
0: Hey, sorry. All good. I was uh, busy Listen. Okay. I got a trio. (laughs) Thank you. Quickly. Yep. Number one gentleman's club, in my opinion. Okay. uh, Showgirls.
1: Okay. Great movie, too.
0: Resides in Edmonton. Okay. Just like the movie. Great, great spot. Okay. Uh, Number two, I'm going to piggyback on the sign. Yeah, City of Champions used to be up. No longer up. I take it like uh, they haven't won anything in a while, so it's got to be up. And number three, <clears throat> my dad associated Edmonton with cats. Hated both. If okay. somebody talks about cats, it was good cat to dead cat, and best view of Edmonton is in the rearview mirror. <laughs> or if somebody talks about Edmonton, best view of Edmonton is in the rearview mirror. And hey, what about cats? Get Good good cat to dead cat. So,
1: all right. <laughs> that's my trio. Okay, Jeff. Thank you. Um... Thank you. <laughs> Best view of Edmonton's in the rear view mirror. That's not and, bad. And just a pot shot at
3: cats. Yeah. Uh, I
1: get, I don't know. I'm not really a cat stray. guy myself, but I, I don't really hate cats. Uh, I, I don't. Um, do you see something on the text line that's really sticking out to you?
3: I really did like the uh, the one that we, we had off the top there that I can no longer find. Uh, Neil? Neil.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Um I, there's also one that uh, I heard a legend that once there was a wedding couple who weren't cousins. That's from John in Calgary <laughs> oh, in Edmonton. That's a, that's a little harsh. Uh, fun fact from Colin in Calgary. Uh, there's nothing fun about Edmonton. In fact, sure. <laughs> that's that's great too. I I appreciate all the callers and uh, maybe we'll get to one more. I think uh, Joe hasn't been on the on the on the line yet. Let's get to Joe. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Good, guys. How are you doing? Good. Give us a fun fact that may or may not be true about Edmonton.
0: Oh, well, this is its kind of a, a sad reality fact. That, okay. Uh, and I don't know if it's in the water or something that happens when you drive north of Calgary with the oxygen just being a little bit less okay. in the air. But uh, for a true fact, if you sit down with any Edmonton Oilers fan, mm-hmm. there's a, a time warp or some kind of time crack yeah. where there's no stats that you can get from them after 1990. So from 1980, 19- <laughs> 1990 on, yeah. hockey in NHL in the Edmonton area didn't exist. Okay. All the facts that they can ever come up with is, oh, did you know in 1990 or did you know in 1976? That's a fact. That's true. I'm sure it's even in the history books. It's an anomaly still to this day. No one can figure it out.
1: Hmm. All right, Joe. Thank you. That's pretty good. Um, I I love the fact that we had people calling in, but I think we got to give it to Neil. I think Neil uh, Neil was very creative. Uh, Neil really busted out his facts about Edmonton, and uh, I, I think what do you think? I think Neil's the winner today.
3: I I'm I'm yeah I'm in again.
1: Line. Thanks to all the callers for calling in. But again, Neil's uh, text it was very well done. It came across as it could be a real fact, mm-hmm. but then hilarity ensued. There's uh, a fun twist. It yeah. an
3: M. Night Shyamalan type of text. Yeah,
1: Neil, fun Emmett. In fact, 90% of the cars have either patched in bumpers or cracked windshields. Mm. 37% have both. 22% of the population believes that having an Euler's flag clipped to your window actually counts as vehicle registration slash insurance. Uh, congratulations to Neil. Uh, we'll dig up your information. <laughs> on the text line again. And you know what? I think we were due to give it away on the text line too. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, because uh, that, that's an excellent text uh, from Neil, nine sixty nine sixty. Congratulations to Neil. Uh, you're going to the game tomorrow night. Battle of Alberta down at the Dome. Um, it's the penultimate uh, Battle of Alberta this season, which is already sad to think about that there's only one more game after tomorrow night's matchup at the Saddle Dome. And that'll happen right around Christmas time. And then... Maybe the playoffs in the spring. Hopefully, hopefully that'd be fun. Okay, so you know how I like to splash around in the pool of truth. Splish maybe splash. do the backs. Maybe do the backstroke. Yeah, the butterfly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, maybe. You what your beak. Maybe maybe the the doggy paddle. I a little, guess. Yeah. Sure.
3: A little jackknife off the side, right sure. into the splash splash. Not bad. Is it a deep pool?
1: Um, do you really want them to play the Oilers in the playoffs, or because losing to them so hurts you so bad? that you just don't want to play the Oilers in the playoffs?
3: No, I think I do. Like like I said to you, like the stuff that happens on the ice to me is almost secondary to the way that this province just lights up and everyone comes together to throw on, on their respective another. jerseys and, and yeah, have some friendly competition because like you don't have to look far amongst any of your friend groups to find someone who is an Oilers fan. They're out there. They're everywhere because we're so close and in that sense, I, I love the rivalry. Obviously, last year was tough. They took it in the teeth. They were not good. The Edmonton Oilers were the much better team. Facts. That's how it went. Mm-hmm. And you kind of want some redemption.
1: I think that's fair. But at the same time, can you take another soul-crushing defeat? Yeah, I'm always ready for more
3: heartbreak, George. Okay. I, I could do it. No problem. And I also think that, I don't know.
1: This is a different team. They'd be a little different feel,
3: better prepared per se, maybe. The other thing is that ninety-seven guys pretty good. He can kind of
1: take over a game every once in a while. So so. that's the problem, right? Yeah. Well, it's him,
3: and it's twenty-nine, and
1: then they have the two best players in the in the series. Exactly.
3: Whoever they play, right? They unless it's the Avalanche, they've got the two best players in the series. Sure. It's not. It's not something that I. I'm afraid of. It's something I'm very excited for because it's. I didn't get to, at all as a kid, right? Like none of us did. Yeah. Because either the Oilers were bad or the Flames were bad. Mm-hmm. At at no point were both of them good until now. Legitimate Stanley Cup contenders. Exactly, and I just I love it. I love the back and forth. I love the rivalry. I just love how it gets everybody in engaged and involved and. One of my favorite, favorite things of last season was that Battle of Alberta, despite the result.
1: Does home ice advantage matter in a series with the Oilers? I don't...
3: I would say yes, just because that game seven is a big one. Hmm. But at the same time, I thought both teams put together some pretty good road efforts when they played each other in the series. Um the Oilers fans can be pretty ruthless as well. Flames fans can be pretty intense, but Oilers fans are, they're rowdy, man. Like, mm-hmm. they'll get after you. So...
1: There's a ton of juice in both of those buildings.
3: Yeah, there's... When it gets to the game seven, right? Like, that, that's where the home ice advantage comes into play. Right. For me, it's not necessarily the other stuff throughout. Um, obviously, you know, having last change, if you're the Oilers, is always beneficial. If you can get ninety-seven out against Kevin Rooney, Milan Lucic, and Brett Ritchie more often than not, that that's a mismatch, George. That'll probably go pretty well for the Oilers a lot of times if they're able to do that. So
1: um, we're hoping uh, Dragon's Breath goes well later on in the show uh, because uh, last week uh, we're we're not going to lie, uh, wasn't the best edition of Dragon's Breath in the history of the big show with Russick and Rose. Nope. Uh, Patty Steinberg from Flames Talk. Sports at nine sixty gonna join us. I think today's make or break for Dragon's Breath.
3: Yeah, I think so. Four weeks in, some good, some bad, some average.
1: Yeah. Make or break. But to me, this is Pat Steinberg is the guest I've wanted to have the most to do this. Yeah, it was hard
3: because the Flames played on Thursday. He's a busy and, guy. And he's up until and he, like And he's three on in the, the air morning. literally
1: for like ten hours straight. <laughs> like every time the Flames play, it's like Pat Steinberg's doing like a like a telethon. For some <laughs> charity in Calgary. Because that's how long Pat Steinberg on the air for. Call him. Yeah. Like, Pat's on the donate air so now. long. Donate yeah, yeah. now. Here's the calls. Here's the numbers. Help sick kids. Your interactive it is. post-game yeah, show. Yeah. Feel free to donate to put charity here. That's how long Pat Steinberg on the air game nights. So he's graciously taking the time out of his morning. And Pat likes to sleep in. Loves. He's not an early riser. Nope. But he, he said, yeah, I want to jump on Dragon's Breath. And I want to I wanna make sure he's going to try to defend the dragon's takes. Because okay. you been, you've been handed the task, the burden.
3: It's, it is a burden.
1: Of, of trying to defend smoking hot Calgary Flames takes that are so hot that only dragon could spit out. I hope Pat Steinberg can try to make a case for those smoking hot takes. I hope he can <laughs> play along. Like, I hope he gets the essence of dragon's breath. Uh, and please on the text line, you know we're not super serious when we're doing these. It's just a fun way to cover the team.
3: And to finish the week. Get out of here. Yes. That type of deal. But, like, the thing for Pat, too, is he gets it all the time. On overtime, like, all of those are ridiculous hot takes
1: that he he, needs to. That he kind of has to talk guys off the ledge. But now we might have to have Pat Steinberg trying to make a case for those ridiculous hot takes. Pat Steinberg going to be
3: the the overtime caller instead. But if, if he's vehemently against it, you
1: might have to. You might have to shoulder the load again. I don't mind. I can but I can pull I would, a bunch of
3: crap out of nowhere. So
1: I would like to see Pat Steinberg defend some smoking hot takes. But straight ahead, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart going to join us. There's an event coming up uh, tomorrow night. We'll talk about that. We'll get his take on the Battle of Alberta. And we got to ask him about the sunglasses. Where Where was the first time? Where did you purchase those? How did that come to fruition? Because when I think of Bret Hart, I think of Canadian wrestling legend, sporting Canadian legend, and then I think of the sunglasses. Where do they originate from? Which I'm sure he's been asked a bajillion times, but I need the answer too.
3: Pretty sweet lineup as well, because he's going to be talking about Wrestle Ween at the Victoria Pavilion Saturday. Um, some live wrestling here in Calgary for the Stu Hart Heritage Championship.
1: Uh, we'll that do that Jermaine next. Event? Big Show, Russell and Rose, Sports at 960. The Fan.